So on this podcast, I'm joined by Graham. Hi, Graham. How are you doing? I'm very well, mate. How are you? I'm doing well. So, Graham, there's only one place to start. That game at Timecastle. What did you make of the Celtic one house two at Timecastle? Um, I thought that I think Hearts needed to start well on the front foot, get the crowd behind them. Um, and I thought for the first two minutes they did that. Um, obviously, we've got the goal through Gary McKay Stephen. And then after that, to be fair, I think Hearts sat very deep. Um, I thought they let Celtic have a lot of possession. Um, and I kind of thought, as much as Celtic had a lot of possession, they weren't doing a lot with it. Um, I thought the Hearts wing-backs, um, Alec Cochran and Michael Smith, handled Abada and Forrest very well. And yeah, I thought yeah, John yeah. Suter, I thought John Suter and um, Craig Halkett were very comfortable against Edward. I thought second half, again, very much the same. Celtic dominating possession, not really creating a lot. And then, can't take away from Anthony Ralston's finish, it's a very good goal. And from then on, I thought, I think Celtic might win this now. Obviously, Hearts didn't get that free kick. It's a great ball in for Michael Smith. But I've watched it a couple of times, and it looked to me like Celtic were defending zonal. There were three Hearts players not picked up. Suter's got a free header, and I don't know what Scott Bain's doing. His positioning made no sense to me. It's a really good header. But even then, Hearts get in front, and then Craig Gordon makes two excellent saves um, to basically get Hearts to win, to be honest. You guys had a great midfield player in the midfield. Uh, what was it, that guy's name? Because he played a great game. I knew you were going to ask me that. Um, his name is Benny Benningamy. Um, I thought he was man of the match. I thought for his first game, I thought he was outstanding. He was footing, he won possession. But what I liked most about it, he's only 22. When he got the ball, he used it well. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, so um, for you, Graham, what would you say the ambition is for, for Hearts this season then? I've had this conversation with a few mates of mine um, and a lot of them are saying top six. For me, nah, we need to be looking at top four at least. I would like a run in the, in the Cups, but unfortunately we've got Celtic at Parkhead in the League Cup in a couple of weeks. I'm not sure how that's going to go. I think we need at least another four players. We need a really creative midfielder another striker, another centre-back and another wide player as well. Um, the Hearts wingers that we've got just now, Janelli and Mackay Stephen, I thought they were decent on Saturday. Um, I really like Josh Janelli. I think he's got so much pace yeah, and quality. Me too, yeah. um, but I do think we're lacking a bit more up front because, I mean, to be fair to Robbie Nielsen, he made a change on Saturday where he took off Mackay Stephen and brought on Peter Haring. At the time... I wasn't convinced that was going to work. But I thought having gave us a bit more control of the game. But without Boyce and Nondwe out front, we don't have much else. So we need another striker in there. But for yeah. me, it has to be looking at top four. Yeah. And uh, finally on Hearts, what what do you make of the 4,000 fans that they had at the game? That was fantastic. They made so, so much great noise. I thought it was brilliant. I thought... Robin Nielsen said that after the game, the crowd made such a difference. You know, when Celtic were getting a lot of the ball and getting on top, the crowd pushed the players forward. 
And even then, I think it was a crowd that really won that game in the end because they were yeah. getting yeah. hearts forward. I think it won one with five minutes to go. I think you're thinking, this is going to be a draw. But the Hearts fans were wanting the ball forward. And to be fair, Hearts responded. Um, I thought it was a great victory. And, you know, to send the crowd home happy was fantastic. Yeah. And in terms of the Celtic point of view, what do you make of Celtic? Do you know, I feel a bit sorry for Postacoglu. Um, he said a few days ago, like, he doesn't think the board have kind of Maybe he's done enough to tell the board he needs more players. I think if you look at that Celtic squad, there is some very good players then, you know, Callum McGregor, Forrest, that Abada looks a decent player. If Odson Edwards um, was more interested, you know, he's a fantastic player. Probably needs, I don't know, maybe six or seven new players. I think one of the main problems for Celtic is they don't have a proper goalkeeper. You look at Craig Gordon, Craig Gordon makes two brilliant saves near the end. Celtic don't have a keeper that makes very good saves, but I mean, I've got to be honest, I actually think Celtic will be fine. Um, but I think they obviously don't trust Barkas. I thought Scott Bain's positioning for the suitor goal was suspect. But what about yourself? What do you think? Um, I think Celtic need about eight players, but I don't think they'll get eight players because I think they need two left-backs, two right-backs, a centre-half, a centre-midfield player and three, and three strikers. What do you think will happen with Lee Griffiths? Do you think he'll stay? No. No, I don't. <laughs> I, I think the atmosphere against West Ham was too t- toxic, to be honest. I think the club need, need to remove Griffiths. Yeah, I think that's a worry. Um, um, there's absolutely no doubting for me Lee Griffiths' talent, I think he's a brilliant striker. If he could get his head screwed on, he'd be a brilliant footballer. He really would. Yeah. In terms of Postacoglu, what have you made of Postacoglu so far? I think it's been difficult for him. You know, he's had obviously a, those Champions League games. I actually thought the first game against Mitchell and at Parkhead, Celtic dominated. They were the far better team. But again, defensively, away game, you know, Callum McGregor is a fantastic goal for McGregor. But yet again, Celtic defensively has let themselves down. And I, I said before, I feel sorry for Postacoglu. He's come into a really difficult job, as you said before. But it's going to take time. Do Celtic have that time? I'm not convinced. No. The final bit I just want to go on about Celtic, what do you think the ball will do? Do you think they'll bag Postacoglu? Because I see at Postacoglu when he went to Australia, the board didn't back on his institution and he walked to Australia. Do you think he could do the same to Celtic? I honestly don't think so. I think they will back him. I think the board know what he needs. They know what he wants to do. I think it would be crazy um, for the board not to back him. You know, the guy's just come in, I think. He's under pressure straight away because of the Eddie Howe situation. You know, everyone was thinking Eddie Howe's getting that job. It took so long. Postacoglu eventually comes in. He's not really got the players he wants. Um, I think Carl Starfelt that played on Saturday was a difficult start for him. You know, he was involved yeah. in the opening yeah. goal. A couple of mistakes for him. Yeah, was. I thought the new boy, I thought the new Japanese boy that came on, it was too late. The subs were too late. And then he seemed to, when he came on, he played out wide and I thought the guy was a striker. I might be wrong about that. Um, 
But I think Celtic will back Postacoglu. And as I say, I think Celtic will be fine. It's going to take time. Yeah. I think we'll have more of an idea. I think you'll have more of an idea then when he's got all the players he wants and just how well Celtic can do this season. See, Graham, I think the problem is that if the once is run for window shots and if Celtic don't bring the players in, then all the, I don't think Postal Congo will last the last the full season if if the board don't bring the players in because the fans won't have it. But but at the same time it's the board that's not back the manager. So what I would say to the board is if you want Post Congo to do well, you need to back him. Yeah, I mean I think you're right. I think as well, if you look at the, the back room, I think John Kennedy's still there, isn't he? And I think Gavin Strachan's still there as well. Yeah. Oh, listen, is Postal Cogu really going, them, really going to want them around? Probably not. He's going to want his own no. staff on. Um, I think the end of the window, I think, you know, if Postal Cogu gets the players he wants, then fair enough. I think if he doesn't, then it could be a bit of an issue. But, you know, you're saying that Celtic need probably six, seven, eight players. How much money is that going to cost? Yeah. Do you think Postic, do you think Peter uh, Peter Lobel and Neil Lennon, um, their reputation from last season is coming under threat because people see the the damage that they have done to the Celtic squad right now because you see people like Edward, Ryan Christie, who's been left to six months of his contract. You've got Jack Henry, who's left. You've got Ayer, who's left. You've got Barkas, who's not good. You've got so many situations that Peter Lobel has left and Dominic Kaiser has just come into the job. And also, I've seen Poster Congo said that the fitness of the squad is not in a great condition. You know, Neil Lennon made a comment a while ago where he said that there's, publicly, he said there's players in the Celtic team that don't want to be here. Those players are still there. Apart from Ayer, who went to Brentford, which is a good sign for them, to be fair. But most of those players are still there. You've got Austin Edwards, who the last few games hasn't looked interested. He looks like he'd rather be somewhere else. Um, you know, you've got a goalkeeper in Barkas, who, honestly, hearts on a goalkeeper called Joe Pereira, who was actually worse than Barkas. <laughs> he couldn't save it. Honestly, this guy couldn't save anything. I think my wee ladder could save more than he can. Um, I think, do you know Ryan Christie, I think, is a brilliant footballer. I really yeah, like too. him as a player. Um, I was surprised yesterday that he didn't start the game. Um, and to be honest, when I looked at that game on Saturday, David Turnbull didn't have his best game for Celtic. But no. again, I still think the guy's a very good player. Um, I think Greg Taylor, is he the best option you've got a left-back? By the looks of it, yes. Um, for me, and I know this might be controversial, I think... You needed to play, I think you needed to replace Scott Brown, and you've not done it yet. No. I think Sorrow, again, Sorrow on Saturday was disappointing. Um, I think Callum McGregor is trying to do too much. I yeah, think he's well, a brilliant footballer, yeah, well, but he needs help. He's not got you, enough help in there. No, I was just going to ask you, what do you make of Cham announcing on uh, Facebook and Instagram that he's leaving Celtic? I thought that was strange. Yeah, I said this to you guys in one of the group chats. Um, I actually thought Cham was a decent player. Um, I think he'll be a good signing for them. Um, I think he's got that bit of determination and steel. I think he's got a physical presence. He's a good footballer. Do you think you'll replace him? Hopefully. 
just, I, I just don't trust the Celtic board anymore. Yeah, I think a lot of Celtic fans have said the same thing. I mean, how many um, fans did you have at the West Ham game? 18,000. Was it 18,000, was it? Yeah. To the Champions Rangers, they won 3-0 against Livingston. What do you make of uh, Rangers? I think Rangers will win the league comfortably. I think yeah, they, were, they, they were very comfortable on Saturday. They never got out of first gear. They didn't have to. I think, for me, the big thing with Rangers is Ryan Kent is such a big player for them. He's very creative. He can score goals. He can create goals. Most of the good things that Rangers do come through Ryan Kent. Um, I think defensively, again, they're very, very sound, although Livingston never really tested them. The new boy up front, Fashion Sakala, decent movement, looks like a good player. I think Rangers have got such a strength and, strength and depth that Celtic and the rest of the teams just don't have. No. I no. don't see many teams going to Ibrox and beating them. I think if Celtic are going to drop points, it'll be away from home. Um, maybe not Celtic Park, you never know. Um, but I think, you know, away from home might be the only time they lose points. But again, I don't know who's going to beat them just now. They just no. look very strong. Um, and if you look at that Rangers team on Saturday, there was no Morelos in that team. And they still won comfortably. And for me, the, the impressive thing with Rangers is they just make it look so easy. 100%, mate. Um, I watched part of the game because I was going out on Saturday to watch the Heart Celtic game, so I never saw all of it. Um but they did look very comfortable. Um, you know, I think for Livingston to go Ibrox in their first game, it was always going to be difficult, to be fair. Um, I think Scott Wright, his goal was sensational. Oh, sensational. It was an absolutely fantastic finish. Um, I thought when Rangers signed him, it was a surprise. Yeah, he was me too. At Aberdeen. He was already at Aberdeen, but I thought, that's a big move for him. But he's done it well, and it was a, honestly, it was a brilliant finish. Um, I think Kemar Roof is again a very good player. They've got that Cedric Eaton up front. Again, they've got so many options up front. I just don't know who's going to beat them. Do you think Rangers can afford to um, sell Marillos or Ryan Kent because the Scottish League is not as, um, should I say, as in I don't think Celtic will challenge them, Aberdeen will challenge them, or anyone else? Well, to be fair, I'm hoping Hearts are going to challenge them, mate, but I kind of see it. Um, <laughs> I think they could probably afford to lose Morelos because I think they've got enough up front. I think losing Kent would be a massive blow. Um, to be fair, I think Ryan Kent could go for a lot of money because I think he's the kind of player that a lot of teams would look for. He's creative, he's quick, he's skillful. I actually quite like watching Ryan Kent play. Um, I support Liverpool as well, so I've seen him play a few times for Liverpool and the guy's just got so much talent. Um, I think if they lost him, you know, they, they would probably still win the league. But I think he would be a massive loss to them. Morelos, I think they could let him go. I was just going to ask you, have you got a price tag that you think Morelos would be worth? It's hard to say, mate. Um, 16, 17 million, maybe. Possibly, I don't know. It's hard to tell in Scottish football the prices of that. It really is. Yeah. The, the final bit on Rangers, how do you expect them to do in the Champions League this week against Marmo? Eh, I think they'll win comfortably, both legs. I really do. Um, I think they've just got so much quality up front. Um, and I think in midfield as well. You know, Stephen Davis, 
is a very experienced player, but again, he's got so much quality. I think Glenn Kamara, again, he's such a fantastic footballer. Um, I just don't see anyone beating them. I think when they get to the latter stages of the Champions League, that'll be a test, but I think they'll get through these two legs with a minimum of fuss, to be sure. Yeah. The next game we're going to go on to is a game that was on Saturday afternoon and it's, and it's Dundee. Dundee played St Mirren and that was a score of 2-2. What did you make of uh, Dundee's first appearance back in the, in the top flight for a very long time? I thought they did well. Um, they recovered well from the early goal from Eamon Brophy. It was a good finish. It was a, you know, it was a long ball, um, a good header on and a good finish. I've got to be honest, I've seen it a couple of times now. I didn't think the penalty was a penalty. I thought it was very, very soft. Um, I don't think Jason Cummins does a lot wrong for the St Mirren penalty. Um, I, again, I've only seen it once. But I think Charlie Adam was booked um, after the for, after the goal. I don't know why he was booked. I didn't see anything wrong with that, to be fair. Um, I think Dundee, you know, if I was going to say how do I think they'll do I don't think they'll finish top six. I think they might finish best of the rest. But I thought they looked decent. Um, I think Paul McMullen, who was at Dundee United, he's a very good player. I've always rated him. And he was someone that I wanted hearts to sing. Um, again, I think he's one of these players that he's quick. He's got a bit of creativity. And he actually tracks back as well. He's got a good engine on him. Um, it was an entertaining game on Saturday. I thought yeah, it was a very good as well. Um, I think either team could have won that. Um but it was very entertaining. I quite enjoyed watching it, to be fair. And you got the other game on Saturday was Ross County nil St. Johnson. Now, what do you make of St. Johnson? Because they're playing Europa League qualifying this week. Yeah, I think, you know, last season they were one of the teams of the season, winning the two, winning the two cups, you know, finishing top six. I don't know how it can get any better than that. You know, they're not going to win the league. Um, I think they could easily finish top four, top five this season. You know, I think it wasn't the best of games. Um, Ali McCann missed a penalty, um, put it over the bar. That obviously could have won them the game. I think St. Johnson will have a good season again. I have to be fair, when Callum Davidson got the job, I wasn't sure because he didn't yeah. have a lot of experience in management. Um, but he's taken it like a duck to water. You know, he's been fantastic. He's got them very well set up, very well drilled. They look decent going forward. I think they're very, very solid at the back. Um, and I think, again, they'll have a really good season this season. Yeah, and then we move on to the Sunday games. The first game was Aberdeen to Dundee United. Now, what did you make of that? Because I thought Aberdeen were very, very impressive. Yeah, I think Stephen Glass has built a very good team there. Um, you know, they've got a solid foundation there. I like the midfield of Brown and Ferguson. I thought they were very comfortable. And uh, honestly, I think that two up front of uh, J. Emmanuel Thomas and Christian Ramirez, they're going to score goals in this league. They're going to cause a lot of teams problems. I think Aberdeen are going to have a very good season. We, we, we had a question in from John yesterday on Twitter about Ramsey. Were you impressed by Ramsey? I know. The, I think the question was, could he get in the Scotland team? Um, I said last night, I don't see any reason why he shouldn't be in there. I thought his little bit of quality for the goal was a great wee dummy. Throw the defender. It's a fantastic ball in for Ramirez. Um, he's only 18. I think he's got a very good future. I can't even, I think, I don't know if he's a right back or a left back, but 
I don't see any reason why I wouldn't be in the Scotland squad. He's performing at the level he is. You know, the guy's got a lot of quality. I've been very impressed with the games that I've seen of him. I watched him in Europe the other day, and again, he was a bit blue for me. So, yeah, I think he could easily get in that Scotland squad. Yeah, and the final game of the Scottish Premiership was a very entertaining game. It was Motherwell 2 Hibs 3. What do you make of that game? Yeah, gutted that Hibs got that win in a hearts, man. But, um, no, you were right. It was a great game of football. Um, I was very impressed with the um, Motherwell forward, Woolery. He's got a lot of pace. You know, he caused a lot of problems in behind. But, you know, you look at Hibs. Kevin Nisbet, guy's quality. Martin Boyle, you know, he's quick. He's going to score goals. I think, was it a penalty? I think it was dubious. I don't think the defender could do a lot about that with a handball. Um, but, you know, I think this weekend has been a really good weekend of football. There's been a lot of goals, a lot of good quality. What about you? What did you reckon? I reckon Hibs played really well. I thought Motherwell played well as well. There was a player that played wide for Motherwell, Van Der Veen. I thought Van Der Veen had a very good game as well. Yeah, I thought it was excellent. A good goal. Um, a good ball into the box and a really good header. Um, again, I think Motherwell has signed really well. You know, they've got a lot of pace up front that will cause a lot of teams problems this season. Um, again, you look at Hibs, the question for me would be, will they be able to keep hold of Kevin Nisbet in their transfer window? What do you reckon? I think he might go to Celtic or, or Rangers, depending on what happens with Edward or Alfredo Morelos. Yeah, I think. Would Celtic pay the money for Kevin Nisbet, do you reckon? How much do you reckon he would cost? Four million, five million. Yeah, five million is about right, I think. Um, but the next thing we just want to touch on now is the the championship at League One and League Two. Was there, was there any standout results that stood up for you there? Um, because for me, it was the Rafe Rovers four, Hamilton four. Rafe Rovers are four 0 up, and Hamilton managed to get about the four four in ninety plus two minutes. Do you know what? If you're a fan of that game, if you're a Hamilton fan. Well, maybe I don't know if they were there or not, but if you were a fan of that game and you left early, what a game you missed. Honestly, I obviously being in the pub and that, I was watching the scores coming through and we went 4 0 Wraith Rovers. I thought, oh, this could be anything, this could be 6 or 7. And then one of the guys said, it's 4 4. I was like, you're having a laugh. Looked on the live score thing. Four goals in 23 minutes, I think it was. I mean, that's what you call entertainment. What a game. I think if your Wraith Rovers are going to be absolutely raging that you've given away a four-goal lead. Um, but, you know, to be fair to Hamilton, what a comeback that is. I don't think you'll see a better comeback all season. You know, to be 4-0 down with 23 minutes to go and pull that back, absolutely brilliant. I think the Championship, I've said this to a few people, I think there's about six teams in that Championship that could potentially win it. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah. again, tonight, You've got Kilmarnock and Houston United in the in the derby. That could be a cracking game. Yeah, we're going to come on to that game. What, what do you think for tonight? Because obviously the Kilmarnock fans will be hoping for a big response after being relegated. Do you expect um, the 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 Kilmarnock to pull through, or do you think Air could uh, shock? I think Kilmarnock being at home, you know, home advantage. I think would have to count in that. I think for me, the biggest thing is Kilmarnock have lost Kyle Lafferty. He, for me, was one of their standout players last season. Um, he obviously left. I think, you know, derby games are difficult to predict. 
I think Air United, you know, they're on, they're not a bad wee side. Um, but I think Kilmarnock at home should be looking to pick up three points. They're one of the six teams that I think could potentially win this league. They have to start with a win at home. But again, I think Air United are a really decent side. Oh, I'm going to stick my neck on the line here. I'm going to go 2-1 Kilmarnock. There you go. I just want to ask you, Graham, would there be any other standout results for you from the Championship League 1 and League 2? Um, I've got to be honest. I think what what tickled me was the Albion Rovers against Edinburgh City game. Yes. The, uh, <laughs> the Albion, in the Albion Rovers game, the referee got injured and had to go off. So one of the assistants took the flag. So I think there was a shout out to the crowd to say, is there any official in the crowd? It's only because of the answers. So one of the Albion Rovers players that was in the dugout as a stub said, I'll take it. Gary Naismith, the Ember City manager, went, wait a minute, that's not happening. I'm not having that. That or I thought that was hilarious. And it just sums up Scottish football, honestly. It couldn't get any better than that. Yeah, I mean, it was, I seen it on Twitter and I went, one of those moments just so glad Scottish football is back, yeah? Honestly, I love having Scottish football back. It's brilliant. Only in Scottish football could that ever happen. Yeah, no, it's um, it's absolutely brilliant. So, so, finally, I just wanted to talk about Sky because Sky showed three games this weekend and we're hoping that Sky can show more of the Scottish football because of it's great to see Scottish football and it just shows that we've got a great product. Over the three games, we had Livingston who challenged Rangers for 70 minutes in that game and then Rangers got the goal. Um, but then we had a great game where um, a time cancelled where your team hearts 1-2-1 and then we had a fantastic game from uh, Motherwell where it was 3-2 to Hibs. What would you say to Sky um, about broadcasting Scottish football? Yeah, as long as it keeps on Hearts games that we win, I'll be delighted with that. Um, no, I think you're right. I think the product is really good. I think the games this weekend were excellent. I think what also made it better was the fact there was fans in the ground. Yeah. I think having fans back makes such a difference. You know, last season when you're watching games and it's like that fake crowd noise wasn't very enjoyable. Um, having the fans back in is brilliant and you know to be fair Hibs fans were allowed into the Motherwell game um, and again I think that made a massive difference as well um, just having fans back in games makes such a massive difference you saw that on Saturday with the Rangers game the Hearts game having that crowd in there you know Hearts getting that last minute goal the crowd going mental it makes such a difference yeah I mean, it just shows how important the fans are to football, as uh, as famously Jock Steen said. Um, Graham, I just wanted to ask you something. You touched on it in the locker room show. You can also catch Graham on the locker room and the live as well. Um, but you mentioned about Sir Alex Ferguson. He's got a statue up at Aberdeen now. He has indeed. Um, I think it's a fantastic touch. You know, the best manager and history, to be honest. I think he's an unbelievable manager. And I think it's something that Aberdeen deserve credit for. Um, you know, if I was going to Hearts, the only statue I'd really want is Jim Jeffries because that boy's a legend. Um, although, to be fair, Paolo Sergio winning the Scottish Cup 5-1, he'll do for me. But, nah, I think it's a brilliant, brilliant gesture from Aberdeen. Um, 
Sir Alex Ferguson is an absolute genius manager, um, and I think it's got to be applauded. Yeah. Oh, okay, Graham, I just wanted to thank you for joining me on the show, the, the first Scottish football show, is it? Thank you for having me on. It's been an absolute pleasure.